Everybody likes to take a holiday. Everybody likes to take a rest. Spending time together with the family. Sharing lots of love and happiness. Come on, ring those bells like the Christmas tree. Jesus is the King born for you and me. Come on, ring those bells, everybody sing. Jesus, we remember it's your birthday. Anybody ever heard that song besides me? Because a couple years ago, you all said, we've never heard that song before, Brother Mikey. <laughs> a few of you remember on the way to, uh, I think we were going to Elizabethtown. Uh, I love that song. Kind of puts things in perspective for me just a little bit. Remembering why we're here, what we're doing. But there's so many traditions and so many fun things that we do during this season, during this time of year. What, that song, Light the Christmas Tree. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. How many of you have already got your Christmas tree up? Be honest. All right. Okay, put your hands down. How many of you are going to put your Christmas tree up next week? How many of you aren't going to have a Christmas? Don't, never mind, don't raise your hands for that. <laughs> most, most of you all raise your hands right away. Of course we've got our Christmas trees up. Now there's a story behind a Christmas tree, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, lots of stories behind Christmas trees. Really, if you were to go in each one of your individual houses today and look at your Christmas tree and look at the ornaments, it tells a story of your lives. You have a lot of, a lot of ornaments on there that might say, Baby's First Christmas. Or uh, first home, uh, or Christmas uh, fill in the date, or ornaments that the kids made when they were when they were young about you yourself. But you're also going to find things on there like angels and stars and uh, nativities and baby Jesus. You're going to find a lot of those kind of things on all of our Christmas trees, I'm sure. But to each their own when it comes to that. But the fact is, each one of our Christmas trees probably still tell a little bit of an individual story about ourselves. Now, Christmas trees, there's a long history to it, and I'm not going to get into all of that today, but just a, a couple things. First, hundreds of years ago is when Christmas trees starting to come, come around. Because right around the same time as we celebrate Christmas, they used to celebrate another festival of, of life, um, and basically commemorating Adam and Eve... All the way to the nativity. And on these trees, they would wrap uh, di different ornaments, would have different stories, kind of talking about some of the major uh, things that had happened through the time of Adam and Eve to the time of the birth of Jesus. Now, they called these paradise trees. Of course, Adam and Eve uh, in the Garden of Paradise, uh, Garden of Eden. And a lot of times they would put fruit on these trees. Um, to kind of, again, commemorate the fact that they'd gone from paradise to the child who would take us one day to paradise eternally. But, of course, the stories go on and on, and the, the, the legend grows, and the part of the legend involves a man named Martin Luther. We've talked about him before. Uh, of course, uh, talked about him back at Halloween time when he posted those 95 theses and uh, started the Reformation. Uh, period of Christianity. Uh, story goes with Martin Luther is that he was walking through the woods one day, and of course he was over in Germany and uh, walking through the woods, and all these these evergreen trees were just glistening, 
And he was thinking about a sermon, just kind of walking around thinking about what sermon he was going to preach that next Sunday. Now, I, I can understand that. I do that sometimes. You might come in here on any given day, and I might be walking around the church, and like, what's this fool doing? Well, I'm not talking to myself, I promise. Actually, no, I am talking to myself. Uh, it's usually it's I'm trying to get something together for a sermon in my head. Well, this is evidently what Martin Luther was doing that day. And he looked out, and he saw those evergreen trees, and he thought, you know, all these trees over here that have lost their leaves... But these trees here are everlasting all through the seasons, and they're glistening with the snow. And he wanted to share this experience with his family. So the legend goes that he took a tree down, a small one, took it into his house and put some candles on it to kind of recreate that glistening, uh, that, that awesome celebration of God's creation. It's kind of how he handled it. And of course, time goes on. We realize that putting candles on, on a, a, a dead tree in the middle of our homes isn't necessarily the smartest thing in the world. Eventually, electricity comes on. We put lights on the tree and still all of these ornaments and so on and so forth. It tells a story. It tells a story. Commemorating an event. Now, think about this, because it all boils down to one thing, doesn't it? It's a Christmas tree celebrating the birth of Jesus, celebrating life that we have through God's Son. And what is Christmas? Is it really just celebrating the birth of our Lord? Well, there's really, it's bigger than that, isn't it? It's really bigger than just a birthday event. Now, granted, it is a birthday event, the birthday of our King. But we're talking about entry of God into the world that He created. My entry of God into the world that he created. That's really what Christmas is. This is when God came to earth. And we know his reason. We know his purpose. So that man may live through him. That's what this birthday signifies. That's what Christmas is all about. So when you get together with your families. Now, if you decorated your tree, either this year or in years past when you had youngsters around, you probably did it as a family. It was probably a family event. I know that with, with our, our kids, we got the whole family out. Everybody's putting uh, ornaments on the tree. Of course, a few of them always fall and break. And then afterwards, uh, Amy has to go around and kind of replace everything to where it's even. Uh, because a lot of times with me and the kids, mine will all end up on top. And the kids will all end up on the bottom, away from the wall. But it was a fun family event when we got together and did it this week. That's why I started kind of thinking about this. This, this family celebration that we have every year. And oh, what a grand celebration it is. So today, as you can see in your bulletin, the outline's just a little bit different. Today, we're going to decorate our tree together. And why not start with uh, an ornament there uh, that we're going to call life? <coughs> Excuse me. Now, you can decorate your tree however you want today. I got how I'm going to do it up here a little bit different. We're going to start on the bottom, because that's kind of how we do things. Like I said, the, the Sweeney family house, we start on the bottom. So I'm going to put this ornament right up there in the top left. Um, and that would, like, see, Ryan, this is where you got to pay attention. But look, look, are you watching me? Top left, and then when I do this, that's your cue. Like, boom. You know what I mean? I don't need a clicker. I just need, all right. Let, go back one. Let's try this again. Ready? Top, now I'm going to put mine in the bottom left. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> We're talking about life. Right? We're talking about life. We're talking about laughter. We're talking about friendships. We're talking about life abundantly. Let's we'll start off today in John chapter 1. 
We're going to be in John chapter 1 a lot of the day. We're going to bounce around a little bit. And first I want to look at verses 3 through 4. It's the first part of verse 4. And it says this, God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. We're talking about a baby that is given to us, baby Jesus who is given to us, but is in fact far more ancient than just a child that is born. That's just the event when God came to earth. The fact is Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son, had been around forever. He's eternal. He was there that day whenever God the Father said, let's create the earth, God the Son, do it. Have at it. And he created all those things, everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. All things. Folks, that's awesome. And that's what we have through Jesus. That's who we have through God. And now here he is coming to this world. So this is the kind of life that he gives us. There's three little aspects of life I want to talk about that, that the Lord gives us. The, the first is the first life. And all life. The first in all life. That's a pretty awesome gift right there. From the very beginning, to Adam and Eve, that first man, to also through the new man, the reborn man, reborn people. See, the second aspect is new or reborn. That's the, just as awesome as that first in all life. The fact is that we have new life. We have a, a life that is reborn as born-again Christians through the Lord, through Jesus. See, again, Christmas, we're celebrating the fact that God came to earth, the fact that Jesus Christ was born. We're celebrating the fact that we have everlasting life through him. Everlasting. So that from the very beginning to the new life that we have offered through Jesus to the fact that that new life is going to give us everlasting life, Christmas is celebrating life. Enjoy this time of year. Spread that joy. Spread that cheer. Rejoice every single day. See, God wants us to have an abundant life. John chapter 10, verse 10 tells us that. I came that they may have life and have it. What? Abundantly. Abundantly. Look, that goes for across the board. That goes for all life. That goes for the new reborn life that we have through Christ Jesus our Lord, and that goes through everlasting life. God wants us to enjoy our lives. Look, I'm not telling you that God wants everybody to be rich. I'm not telling you that God wants everybody to drive a brand new Corvette. I saw a Corvette drive up the street the other day, and I was like, whoa, that's awesome. But you know what? That's not what's going to bring us an abundant life. I'm not saying it's bad to have a new Corvette. But what I am saying is that abundant life is a happy life that you can only have when you know Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't possibly expect to have true happiness, to know true joy, to be able to truly rejoice without knowing why baby Jesus came, without knowing why the Lord was there from the very beginning of creation. John 1.16 is also going to tell us that. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Why do we have joy in our hearts? Why do we rejoice at this time of the year? Why do we want to make sure that we treat each other just a little bit better? Don't do anything to hurt each other's feelings. We're going to make sure that we treat each other just a little bit better this time of year, even though we should be doing it all year long. Why? 
because we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Now, if you feel like you've received one gracious blessing after another because you have Jesus in your heart, please give me an amen. Because I want to know that my congregation agrees with that. I want to know that you all understand how important it is to know what abundant life is. So right there next to life, you see that blank you put abundant today. Next, let's talk about that joy. Because we know abundant life is going to have that, that joy that we're going to have in our hearts every single day. And we're going to put it, ready Ryan? Right there on the top, on that bow right there. That's where I like to put it. At least you can put it wherever you want. It's, it's it's open up there today. You can do it differently if you want to. Go against the grain. What about that joy, though? I want to look at John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13 first. Who all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but from a birth that comes from God. Again, we're talking about being born again to him. So who's going to have that joy? These people, you, I, those who believed, those who accepted, those who were obedient to him, that's where that joy, and that, folks, if that doesn't give you joy, I'm not sure what will. But here's some other people that had joy revolving around this story, this birth story. How about the Magi, Matthew chapter 2, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with what? Great joy. And you can look in so many different translations and versions of the Bible, but I can tell you most of them say great right there. They don't say anything much different than that other than great joy, not just regular joy, great joy. And why? These guys, these guys from abroad, and here they are, they're coming down to Bethlehem to, to see this, this Christ child, this king of the Jews that they have been able to see uh, through astronomy is supposed to be born following that star. And when they saw that star and it stopped over Bethlehem and it stopped over Jesus, what are they going to do? They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now think about that in your lives. Is that how we are behaving still to this day? Maybe that first day that you that, that, that light opened up in your mind and you realized what you needed to do. You realized that you needed to repent and be baptized and follow Jesus and stay on that path of righteousness to the best of your ability. And if you happen to sway off, get back on because that light's still up there. Maybe at that day you, you rejoice exceedingly with great joy. But folks, we need to be having great joy in our hearts every single day, all year long, as if we just saw that star over that child. But that joy started even before then, that Jesus brings to us, that Jesus brought to the Magi. It, even, before, even before that day he was born. How about Luke chapter 1, verse 44? and talk about John. What did they say? Uh, Elizabeth said, When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb, which was John the Baptist, jumped for joy. Even John jumps for joy before he's even born because why? Because Mary was standing right there and, and she had accepted what God had said to her and she was pregnant with our Messiah, with our Savior, with our King Jesus. That's the kind of joy that we need to have. But it even goes further back to that day at Bethlehem in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. There was an announcement made. The angel said, I bring you good tidings or glad tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Good tidings of great joy. 
If you haven't already, put, the, put great right there next to joy. What did, what did these angels do, though? They had an announcement to make, didn't they? That's what, that's what tidings means. And that'll be our third. That's why I have it on that bell, because I want to ring that bell, because I want everybody to hear that this is Jesus Christ's birthday. We got tidings. We'll put it right there in that bell. Boom. All right, good job. Those tidings of comfort and joy, those tidings, those great, uh, glad tidings of great joy, what is tidings going to mean? It's going to mean an announcement. It's going to mean uh, breaking news. Uh, it's a word that's not really used anymore except for this time of year. And in fact, you won't find the word tidings in too many translations of the Bible unless you're using uh, King James, I believe. Uh, maybe New American Standard. Everything else is going to say, I bring you great news. It's one of those words that's kind of gone by the wayside, but I want to use the thing and I want to put it on my ornament. I want to put it on my tree. Because I think that we have to make sure that we bring great uh, glad tidings to the entire world this time of year. Now, we want to make sure that they're glad tidings. So maybe you should add that on there. I don't have it on the PowerPoint, obviously. Uh, but these angels, they wanted to bring this great tidings to, to these shepherds. They wanted to bring these glad tidings to the entire world. They wanted everyone to know your Savior has come. And in your lives, do you let people know through your actions, through your attitudes, through your behavior? Do you let people know through your glad tidings that you have Jesus, that he has come into your heart? Luke chapter 2, verse 17, what did those angels do? What did the shepherds do? They, they went down after talking to the angels. They saw the baby lying in the manger, just like the angel said. And then did they keep their mouth shut? No, they had some tidings of their own. It says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished or amazed or deeply thought about what, what was happening in their lives. And when you accept Jesus, when you have him in your heart, we should also still be astonished at what he has done for us. We should all also still be amazed that we have a God that loves us so much that he sent his only son and yes, we're going to celebrate that life. But quite honestly, folks, that eternal life that we have, it didn't necessarily come on that day. It came to earth that day, but it was all finished on the day when Jesus died for you and for me. And that explanation point on that was the day he rose from the dead. Life abundantly. Life eternally. These shepherds, they wanted to tell everybody. They wanted to show everybody. So we have a responsibility to give these glad tidings in our, in our world today. We have a big responsibility as Christians to do that. And we give those glad tidings, certainly, through our words. But we also better be showing. We also better be showing it with everything that we do. With everything. And what about John the Baptist? We talked about him for a minute, jumping for joy in his uh, mother's womb. And... Verses 6 through 10 of John chapter 1, it says this, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light. And that little blank over there next to that bell, if you're using that section, put to tell. Or maybe to tell about the light. So, why, so that everyone might believe. So that everyone might believe. Not just some. Not just people of a certain race not just people of a certain continent or country, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the, next slide please, 
the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone. He was coming into the world, and he came into the very world he created, like we started off today's message, entry of God into the very world that he created. John came to tell, to give these tidings himself, and he did a good job at it. He wanted to make sure that people knew about the light. So I don't know about you all, but the last thing that we do at our house, sometimes we have to cut the top of the tree a little bit, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more because it might be too tall. Uh, but the last thing we do is we put that star up there on that tree. Or it used to be an angel until the thing kind of got worn out, and then I wanted to get a star. That star represents that light, that light that Jesus Christ gave us. His, see, his life brought light to our lives. So I say, let it shine. Let it shine through your life. First, John chapter 1, uh, the second part of verse 4 now, and 5, his life brought the light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Folks, that's a powerful light that, that Jesus is. That's a powerful light that lives in our hearts. Think about that. we got a light living within us called Jesus. And we've got to use that light through Christmas. We've got to use that light through January, through the winter, through the fall, through the summer, through the spring, at nighttime, in the morning, in the middle of the noonday sun, in the middle of the summer. We've got to use that light always. And we can. Yes, we can. So what about this light, though? Let's let it shine. Let his light shine through your life abundantly. Abundantly. Let his light shine through your great joy. And let his light shine by giving tidings of the light. That's a big responsibility we have. Oh, it's one that we can do. There's no doubt about it. But let's never take it lightly. This responsibility that we have is something that we should accept with great joy. This responsibility that we have is something that we should accept abundantly. This responsibility that we have is nothing compared to the responsibility that our Lord had. So we've got to shine that light, folks, especially this time of year. If we don't do it, who will? Who will? Shine that light. See, the fact is, Jesus is the light of the world. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Sarah, so very, very much for sending us your Son, for giving us life, for giving us eternal life through Him and the sacrifice that He gave to us. Lord, this time of year, we celebrate the fact that you came here. You entered this world that you created as a man to show us a light, to give us a light that we could follow. Lord, help us to do that now obediently. Lord, we know that by doing that, it's a matter of our own behavior. It's a matter of our own decisions. Help us to do it with great joy. Lord, help us right now to, to go forward in our lives and, and live the kind of lives where people ask, why are they so happy all the time? So that we can answer, because Jesus shines the light. Lord, thank you. And in Christ Jesus' name, we now pray. Amen.